HealthWise. Welcome to episode 26 of the HealthWise Report. This is Thomas Coyer. And this is Sarah Kane. Welcome to our show. We get a lot of phone calls from a lot of different people who need help. The sad thing is, is it's very rarely for the right reason. We rarely get calls from people who are seeking our help because they know that alternative medicine is better. It's not only a better preventative, but it's a better cure in most cases for pretty much whatever you have so long as you can find a good alternative therapy, one that actually works. Yeah. Let's face it, alternative medicine has just as many frauds, just as many shams as any other type of medicine, including orthodox medicine. Yeah. Although, in the case of the alternative people, we're always playing defense because the other side is always pointing and laughing and saying, ha ha ha, look at this, look what happened to this person and that person. Because, again, there, there are so many frauds. And the hard part is sorting through the good information and finding out what's real, valid, verifiable, as opposed to what is just crap, what's con jobs, what are shams, what's just stupidity. And that's one of the things that makes us different. We try to apply a scientific approach to things as much as possible. That's hard to do sometimes because there's been so much information that has either been suppressed or just flat out destroyed. Entire libraries were destroyed at the beginning of the 20th century. Yeah, when the Rockefellers took over. Yeah, if you want to know more about that, we've got some articles. What what was that article? The uh, There's one called How the Rich Got Richer While the Sick Got Sicker. That's one of the articles we have on our site. There's also information in our documentary, The Cancer Report. It sort of summarizes. It's good information. It's really good information. When people call us, it's not because they've seen the light in most cases. It's not because they've had that eureka moment. They call us because they're desperate. Recently, we got a call from a lady who was desperate, and she pretty much started the call off with, my husband has cancer, and we don't have insurance. When me and Sarah heard that, it was like all we needed to know. She didn't call us because she believed in anything we did. She called because she was desperate, so desperate that she would reach out to anyone, including us, because to me, that indicated she would have never reached out before, because she didn't ever reach out before. Yeah. It's only now that she's in a situation where she and her husband have no health insurance, he has liver cancer, and they've told him, fella, you're screwed. You're going to die. Your only hope is a liver transplant. We could give you chemo and radiation, but of course chemo and radiation are simply going to poison your liver further. In other words, 
You can die from the cancer quickly, or you can die from the treatments quickly. Or you can get a transplant, which, of course, might also kill him. Mm-hmm. Certainly greatly reduce his quality and lifespan. So what does she do? She calls us. Well, at the beginning of the call, she said she was checking into these alternative therapies because she's got a friend. She called us because she had a friend who was an expert in holistic medicine. Yes. Me and Sarah both did the usual sigh again, like, oh gosh, here we go again. Just start cringing. Start cringing. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't believe in what we do. She's desperate, so she calls us, and she's got the expert friend. We've seen this combination over and over and over again. Beware of the expert friend. It reminds me of something that I saw at my military school. At my military school, they had this gazebo outside where an old well had once been. It commemorated the old well. You know, it was a sort of a tradition thing. You know, you, people met at the well. Mm-hmm. See, this place went back before the Civil War, so it's kind of old. At the school, there were like really deep, important quotes everywhere from great people. Over the buildings, over doorways, in the classrooms, quotes listed everywhere. Well, in this gazebo place, there was a quote that said, Drink deep. Or taste not the Pyrian spring, for a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. That applies to medicine, particularly alternative medicine. A little bit of knowledge is a very dangerous thing. If you're going to learn about it, if you're going to study it, do it. Don't just go to Joe Blow's blog and then some other cool website or whatever. You need to do a little digging of your own. Like I said, We try to help. We try to apply the scientific method to things. We try to explain things to people. We try to do some of the work. Because we know it's hard. We we know just how hard hard it is. (laughs) Yes, like no one else does. So we try to help as much as we can. But don't assume that we've got all the answers. Sooner or later we will. We're getting there, aren't we, Sarah? I try. We'll, We'll get them. But we don't have them all. And we ask you not to trust us, because if you trust us too much, then you'll fall into that same lazy habit of trusting this group or that group without doing of your own research. If you want to help yourself, you have to take some of the responsibility and some of the initiative yourself. We can't do it for you. If you expect us to do it for you, it won't get done. It's like if you don't do your own homework, you'll never learn the material. You'll never understand it. It's like if you never teach anything you never really master it. Yeah. If you want to really master a subject, teach that subject to someone else. But back on topic, or sort of back on topic, we had this lady call. She starts off, I have no health insurance, that's why I'm calling. My husband's going to die of liver cancer, but we're going to fix it because we've got this expert friend. And so me and Sarah were sighing, rolling our eyes, and of course saying, okay, why exactly are you calling us? Right? Yeah. Well, she tells us, her treatment plan. This treatment plan from her expert friend. Yeah. The treatment plan includes both the Gershon Protocol, which is mainly dietary for those of you in the know, and the Budwig Protocol, which emphasizes diet mostly, along with this special flax blend. Yep. So, of course, dietary approaches do work if done right. Budwig is much more successful than Gershwin is. Much more easy, in fact. Mm-hmm. But she was doing both of these. And you don't do both. If you do both, one will conflict with the other, essentially. 
all this stuff she's doing with the Gershwin plan will more or less weaken the effects of the Budwig protocol. He's also taking like every supplement under the sun. I remember she was yeah, fixated on the uh, supplement blends of different kinds mm-hmm. of amino acid blends. And yeah, she seemed to be obsessed with vitamin B12 as opposed to vitamin B17 for some reason yeah. for cancer, which again is drink deep or taste not. For yeah. a little bit of knowledge, is a dangerous thing. B12 has its uses, but not yeah. in treating cancer. And, and don't forget that he was on some special amino acid protocol that the expert recommended. But in addition to that, oh, here's where it really gets crazy. In addition to all of that, these, these four other things, he was on a massive cleansing program. Now, now, now let, me, let me drum this home, how, how stupid this is. Okay? You do not want to go through a cleanse while you're fighting cancer. Because when you go through a cleanse, you stimulate, what's it called, a healing crisis? Mm-hmm. Because you're taking the toxins that have infused into your tissues, and you're getting them to move through your body again at a time when your body is seriously messed up. And overwhelmed. Know, and overwhelmed from cancer. You don't want that combination. That will fuel the cancer. Because okay. your body will have to stop paying attention to the cancer and trying to get Dealing rid of that. Dealing with the other toxins that are instead, flowing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, well, here's what makes it even better. It, it even goes worse than that. This was liver cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay? L- the liver is the main organ the body uses to cleanse itself. That's where the stuff goes that the body can't handle is to the liver. And then it tries to eliminate what it can. Mm-hmm. It is the last line of defense. There are different stages that things go through when they enter a body with your body trying to filter things out that are bad for it. Mm-hmm. The kidneys factor prominently in with that. Very important. But the last line the is the liver. And if you're fighting cancer and doing a cleanse, if, no, if you've got liver cancer and then you're trying to do a cleanse, which will also attack the liver essentially, mm-hmm. weaken it even more, Russian roulette doesn't even describe it. Yeah. This person is likely to die faster from the alternative treatments in that case. Perhaps even faster than if he was getting chemo. Mm-hmm. If you've got like, liver cancer, you really need to hit hard on just the very specific things, like one single dietary plan like Budwig mm-hmm. and so forth. Overwhelming it like that is just incredibly it's reckless. absolutely insane. And this might be slightly off topic, but I just want to mention right. it whilst we're here, that this is one of the reasons why you shouldn't eat liver. Because it is that last line of defense that's where the bulk of the toxins get stored in the body mm-hmm. when you can't eliminate it. The most toxic substances don't eat liver. Yeah, that's where all the really bad stuff goes. If the body can't deal with the toxic material and can't excrete it properly to get rid of it, it ends up in the liver permanently in many cases. The liver is like that hole where the nuclear waste gets buried that people hope never get dug up for the next 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you can think of it like that. What's really sad is we tried to help this person. If she's listening, we're sorry, we're not trying to beat you up. But when we were on the phone with you, lady, you didn't listen to us. Maybe, maybe you'll listen to us now. When you're listening to your expert, when you're listening to your guru, who you believe is a guru, and he's not. If you're listening, lady, he's an idiot. All right. Uh, we should have told you that on the phone. I'm, I feel kind of bad that we didn't say that. We should have spelled it out. This person does not know what he's doing. But that's another thing. We get a lot of these calls from these people, and they don't listen. I've noticed a pattern here, Sarah. When the men call... They listen? They listen. Yeah, I know. The women don't listen. The women, when they call, they want to call us up and impress us. 
with their knowledge or with their guru and listen to like nothing we say. Yeah, the women seem to kind of go on forever about all the different things that they're doing, what they've got going on. And they're not really interested in anything that we have to say. They just kind of call the brag. It's like, what are you calling for? Whereas the, the guys kind of give us this really short summary yeah. and then wait to see what we have to say. Yeah, if, if your expert knows so much, why are you calling us to brag about it? We, we really could care less. I mean, it's like, we're here to help if you're going to listen, but if you're not going to listen, just don't waste our time. That's yeah, the way I feel about it. we a lot going on. <laughs> we have a lot going on. I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we've like disappeared since, my gosh, what was it, like April? What the, I think maybe May. But yeah, I mean... Yeah, we've disappeared. We've been getting some phone calls and emails like, uh, are you dead? Are yeah. you people dead? Are you still around? Yeah, are you still around? What happened to you? Have you been chased down? Has the government got you? Did you run out of money? Are you like on the streets? I mean, we get all kinds of stuff and no, we're not dead. We've just been so busy doing what we do and trying to help people that the regular site stuff and audio shows and stuff, we, we just haven't hardly been able to squeeze them in. So if you need to talk to us about something important, by all means, call us up. Right now, that's like the only way to reach us. Try to go through the emails, too. Mm-hmm. One of the points I wanted to make was, it feels like we're making very little inroads, Sarah. When the only people that, well, we do get good people. We do get some. And if you called us and you're one of the good people, we, we chatted with you for a while, and, and you know. You know, because we hit it off. You, you know there was a, a chemistry there. For the rest of you ladies who have called to tell us how it was, essentially, while you're dying. It's kind of like, if you've got a serious problem, like, let's say you, your spouse, has liver failure, then obviously there's a problem with your education and that of your expert. Uh, Something is very seriously wrong. There's something very wrong there, and therefore, if you're going to call us, maybe you should listen to what we have to say about it, as opposed to telling us how it is, because we don't have liver cancer. Neither one of us, nobody here has liver cancer. We don't have any kind of cancers. Oh, serious conditions. Or any serious conditions, no. And that's what gets me. It's like, when I get lectured by somebody dying from cancer, I get that from my, well, I used to get that from my parents. Um, It it killed my mom, but to her dying breath, she was bragging about how much she knew how good her doctors were and how stupid I was. Yeah. And I think my dad will do the same to his dying breath, which (laughs) probably won't be that far off. Right now, they've done so much for him, he's more machine than man. He's like Darth Vader. <laughs> you know, you remember Obi-Wan say, he's more machine now than man. He, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you were saying that we, you don't think we've made many inroads. Yeah, it feels like that. When, when we get calls from people on a regular basis, and they're calling us to say, well, this is our last resort. They've told us we're going to die. And even if there were an option, we can't afford it because we don't have the insurance so, we're going to try you guys out. You know, that's not it's very like, uplifting, thanks. is it? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, I just want to choke these people and say, you made your bed, what do you expect us to do about it now? That's one of the things that really hurts alternative medicine, because if you look at statistics, the survival rates and so forth, people who've tried alternative medicine, and numbers like that are hard to find. You have to do some serious digging to find anything, because nobody wants to keep a record of that. Certainly not the establishment. They don't want to know. Yeah. But when you do find them, the numbers are a little bit skewed against us. And they're skewed against us because the people who are doing the alternative treatments, eight times or nine times out of ten, are people who never used alternative medicine and are using it because it's too late. Yeah. People like this who say, well, 
There's nothing that can be done. The doctors won't do anything. They say they can or I can't afford it or whatever. I'm screwed. I've only got a month to live. Hey, let's try alternative medicine. Yeah. Well, I mean, alternative medicine is good. But if you've got organ failure all over your body and cancer eaten up, and you're already poisoned with chemo, or, or even those who aren't poisoned with chemo, but they've let it go that far. So alternative medicine won't make you worse, but at that point... I it mean, won't do anything for you if, if, you go, if you wait too long. I mean, seriously, it's like anything else. It's too late for car maintenance when the engine catches on fire. It's over. Especially if you're on the highway or, you know, motorway or something. Yeah. You know, the car is on fire. There's no water anywhere nearby. That would be like blaming the fire department. Oops, the fire department didn't get there in time. <laughs> That's insane. The analogy kind of fits here. Yeah. And so the numbers for alternative medicine aren't what they ought to be for that reason. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I found incredible? We received a ca- comment on our site. It was on our Budwig article, which is one of the anti-cancer protocols. And this person said, I'm taking chemo, and I'll be taking radiation when I'm done. And I want to know, is it safe to take this cottage cheese and flaxseed oil combination? <laughs> And I'm like, uh, I, I had to read the question a couple of times thinking, you know, something is seriously wrong when a person says, you know, I'm not going to question chemo. I'm not going to ask my doctor if that's safe or if radiation is safe. Yeah, because he's the high priest, right? Yeah, but cottage cheese and flaxseed oil, that's mm. what I'm worried about? Yeah, if your high priest tells you that chemo's fine, you just go in without questioning it. But they come to us and say, well, is what you're doing practicing, is it really safe? We're not practicing. We have to be careful what we say here. We're not practicing medicine, okay? We're just giving information out. Basically, the point is, they have the nerve to ask us, is this, isn't this dangerous? Could, this be, could I be at risk for doing this? And it's, we're talking cottage cheese and yogurt, mm-hmm. okay? I guess we're not the high priests of medicine. We don't wear a white coat, Sarah, and therefore, what we do might be dangerous. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's insanity that no one would actually question that, and yet, they look at two, two or three food products, and yeah, it, 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 it makes maybe it, I should ask my doctor. Yeah, it makes the point of this religion that people are in, this medical religion where they believe the establishment is good and that it's scientific. It's got their best interest at heart, and that it won't kill them. They've been warned about the alternative people from the mainstream media. The same mainstream media, by the way, which is pushing Brzezinski. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might add, people are so afraid. What it reminds me of is the Matrix. It's like, once you've done enough research to realize how ridiculous it all is, to realize that those few people who are in the know are in the Emperor's New Clothes situation where they're afraid to say anything, it's like waking up. It's like, you know, in the Matrix when they realized that the world around him was just fabricated. It was created. It was a fantasy. Yeah. And once you break out of it, it, you know, it's, I don't know, it's revolutionary, but it's kind of startling. (laughs) It's jarring when you realize just how bad it is. And it is. Yeah. The medical establishment isn't there to cure you. We know this for a fact because curing is illegal. No cure is ever approved by the FDA. Therefore, no cure is ever legal to practice. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. No doctor can take any of what we're doing and use it in practice without risking losing his license and even potentially getting arrested for it. You can go to prison. Yeah. It's that bad. I don't know. Maybe there's not much to say. Maybe people should just like stop and think about that for a minute. Please check us out and read our reports at the HealthWise Report website. You can find us on the internet at healthwise.org. Take special note that WISE is spelt W-Y-Z-E. 
We spell it W-Y-Z-E to emphasize wisdom. We are a not-for-profit organization, although we are not registered as a not-for-profit, non-profit, or any other classification with any governmental agency. Nevertheless, we are a non-profit organization, so we're always needing donors to help us to continue our work, whether it be the equipment for these radio shows, our website and network infrastructure, various fees for our movie productions, and of course, the occasional video game to help us maintain our sanity through it all. If you are someone who cannot donate, or who does not wish to, you can also support us by visiting our online store. That can also be found at healthwise.org, and again, WISE is spelt W-Y-Z-E. We have to be careful about what claims we make about our products, including claims that can be verified, because we know of at least one governmental agency that would like to shut us down. We can tell you that in our opinion, our colloidal copper lotion has qualities that cannot be found in any other lotion sold, anywhere else. So, if you have joint or skin problems of any kind, we recommend that you check out our lotion. The HealthWise Report staff also offers hosting, networking, and technical support for anyone who wants to have their own website or assistance with internet technologies. Our technical skills place us among the best of the best. Thanks for listening to this. We'll get back to the show now. One of the first things that we did when we first got into the whole natural thing, which was back when I had prediabetes, is we started to buy these pre-mixed vegetable juices. The major brand in the U.S. is V8, but there are lots of them. And they take vegetable juices and they superheat them, so you kind of lose all the juice. And then they reconstitute it with essentially tap water. And then they heat them up again so that they're so sterile that you can actually keep them in a can and they'll store for months or years. And then people drink these, we did, um, for nutrition. Okay, at that point that there's almost no nutrition left. It's not really possible to store vegetable juices that actually have nutrition. For instance, our green drink, which has like spinach and celery and parsley and all these different vegetables in it, and you can find the recipe on our site. The green drink. Yeah, called the green drink. Mm-hmm. It only lasts for about two days. Mm. On the third day, it's pretty much useless and it, has this strange plasticky taste. It's to it. actually a, a bad idea to wait till after a day and a half. After that, you don't really get much from it, and it starts losing its taste and getting more and more dangerous. Ideally, it should be drank immediately. Yeah. Certainly within a couple of hours, but you can wait a couple of days if it's refrigerated. On day three, you don't want to get close to this stuff. You need to, like, if you take it out of your fridge on day three, you need to, like, use tongs and special gloves because stuff is growing in that drink. Yeah, and that's the thing. With fruits and vegetables, things that have lots of nutrition, they rot, they mold, they go bad. And the general rule is the healthier they are, the faster they do rot in most cases. Exactly, back to that old phrase, you know, eat food that rots, but eat it before it does. Because Mm -hmm. the healthy food does rot, it does go bad. And these so-called nutritious drinks that, you know, you save in a can for years, there's no way that there's any nutrition left. Maybe mm-hmm. a few minerals, and that's about all you're going to get from it. Well, one thing you may not have driven home hard enough, Sarah, is the fact that they're superheated, like ultra-pasteurized. Mm-hmm. So they, they can be stored for that period of time in that can. That kills everything, including the nutrition. It's like this flavored stuff that's sterile, so it doesn't go bad. You might as well have, like, a big can of colored water, dyed water. It's sterilized and put into a can. That's what you have when they're done with it. And, of course, because they ultra-pasteurize, as you are saying, because they heat it, they lose all the fluids. 
maybe intentionally, maybe not, mm-hmm. getting a concentrated drink, and then they have to fill it up with some other unknown water. Well, that's what tap water is for, Sarah. You know, exactly. Tap water. And you get that tap water that's, you know, yeah. as everybody knows, you know, full of drugs, full uh, of fluoride, uh, uh, full uh, of chlorine. Yeah, exactly. You can get your fluoride that way, too. And you can get all these in different your, free drugs. And your MMS in the form of chlorine. Yes. So yes. maybe it actually is a health drink, <laughs> you know, when you think about it. Yeah. All the goodness of tap water. Yeah, the Prozac. Don't forget the Prozac. It's, you know, Yeah, the, the anticonvulsants and seizure medications. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's, it's like medicine. Free, free medicine. Um, it may even be better than the Rzinski treatment. You don't need you know. insurance. You don't need insurance for it, do you? <laughs> no. Um, and that makes me to the other juices, you know, like even the non-vegetable ones. Say you get apple juice and it's not from China. Well, if it's reconstituted, you know, if it's been like concentrated down and then they add water to it, there's this problem of it's not going to be as fresh as if you made it because, well, they're adding tap water to it. You get the same problem. Most companies... If it's cheaper to use tap water, they're going to use tap water. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have the same impurities that come through your tap. Well, one thing you really have to watch out for is, is it juice or is it a juice cocktail? Yeah. If it's a juice cocktail, then they've put other stuff in it. It's not all juice anymore. Yeah. They love to put sugar in stuff. Sugar in the form of high fructose corn syrup. Or of course. Corn syrup. Yeah. Yeah. When they do actually put sugar, it's this bleach refined sugar. When you're drinking stuff like that, you would be safer drinking tap water in some cases. And, of course, there's the China connection. Like, most of the juice is coming from China now. We mentioned this in another show, but we should just hit it briefly since we're on this topic. Yeah. Even if the juice says American, it has a little flag on it. Well, we know we have a lot of Canadian listeners, too. Some of them have a Canadian flag on them and so forth. Well, don't assume that they're being honest with you. They play these little games. You know, just because it's got a flag on it doesn't mean anything. They can put all the flags they want. And they try to hide the fact of where it comes from. A lot of these containers have, from China or Argentina or so forth, in this little dot matrix font that's at the top of the bottle, in like this purple color that's meant to blend in. Yeah. You know, near the cap, where they've got the flag and the other stuff on the main label that you're supposed to notice. You're not supposed to notice that little... This tiny... little old dot matrix font that's hard to read. You have to hold it up in the light at the right angle. Yeah, sometimes you have to like hold them up at a certain angle. Mm-hmm. Of course, if it's like grape juice, you can't read it at all. You know? yeah. Wouldn't that be a shame if you could read it? <laughs> but most of the juices now are coming from China. And China is a very bad country, run by very bad people, who would love nothing more than to sicken the rest of us. So that whenever they march in with their little army... They'll have no problem. Yeah, we'll all be too... It really does boil down to that, mm-hmm. huh? I was going to say, we'll all be so dumbed down. And, and sick. And sick, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, speaking of which, I think the dog treats are tainted again, but only the ones from China, of course. That was dog treats, right? Yes. The Chinese dog treats. And even Nestle, which has earned something of a good reputation, we did praises to them on our site for one thing, one yes. time, I remember. Suddenly, Nestle has got his hands dirty, bloody now. Because they made the same mistake all these other companies are making. Like, hey, we can move to China because we can trust the Chinese. No, you can't. Once you move your facility to China, you're out of control. Exactly. You, know, you, know, you have you, no control. You hear these companies talking about, well, we've got great quality control. We send third-party groups over there. No, you don't have any control. When they're over in China and they're under Chinese regulations and Chinese protections, mm-hmm. it doesn't well, matter. Well, I mean. They have no value for life. They kill their own people. They poison their own on a regular basis. Yeah. So, I mean, of course they'd poison. Even if they didn't have an agenda of sickening us, dumbing us down, they have no value for life, not even their own. So, what are they going to do for us? Yeah. I digress. We've mentioned China on so many shows. I mean, we just 
They're mm-hmm. so disgusted. We do the research all day, and we see they're mentioned over and over and over again. It's always China. But what I love, Thomas, is that you know you have on one hand you have these newspaper stories that are like dog treats from China. That is, the dog treats mm-hmm. from China are bad, and on the other hand, you have oh, we're starting to make vaccines in China, in China. now. <laughs> yeah, if the vaccines were not bad enough, yes, we're going to ship that to China. Is that not unreal? It is unreal. But I got to be honest, Sarah, with what they've done with vaccines now, like putting abortions and mercury and formaldehyde and everything else you can think of, the worst of the worst. The Chinese have got a lot of competition there. To outdo that, yes, to outdo what our own establishment has done, it's going to take some real Chinese ingenuity. <laughs> I mean, metal particles, everything you think of is oh, yeah. already in the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Foreign viruses. It's all intentional to provoke that immune response, Thomas. It's science. No, no, no. Foreign viruses that aren't even related to the one you're vaccinating for. Mm-hmm. What was the new thing? Oh, the new thing isn't even viruses. They're finding meningitis and steroids, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, fungal meningitis, not regular meningitis. Since I mentioned dog treats, I'm actually going to mention dog food. What are the worst places you can get your dog food? Is it a health food store? And the reason for that is because you've got all these health nuts who think that they're experts and try and apply human nutrition to animals. Mm-hmm. And so what you get is a rice-carrot mix that you're feeding to a carnivore. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most yeah. idiotic things I think I've heard of. There are just too many experts out there, aren't there? I'm sorry. Oh, no, feel free. This whole idea of putting vegetables in dog food is moronic, but it's actually cheaper for the manufacturer than putting one that's primarily or completely meat. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you've got these vegans now, members of PETA, who are trying to feed a vegetarian diet to their pets. Mm-hmm. You see, they have a political agenda, Sarah. They're not really so worried about their pets. Their political agenda is more important than the animal, and it's suffering. Yes. It kind of reminds me of the whole vegan thing. The vegetarians don't like us very much, the vegans don't, because we're not politically correct. We've known for 9,000 years now that meat is good for you. This is not something new. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, this is not something new. For 9,000 years or so, the human race has survived on a diet that included large amounts of meat. And we've known for thousands of years, those who couldn't get much meat in their diet didn't live as long and were sickly. Now suddenly we've got these loud, crazy vegans out there screaming just the opposite. They have almost nothing to back them up. They themselves have more health problems. Your vegans and your vegetarians no. have more health problems. And you don't need to look at their chart to know that. You don't have to interview anybody. You can look at them. Yeah. You can actually see that they're not as healthy. You can see that. They're thin. They're really... And when I say thin, I don't mean trim and in shape. They're wasting away. After they've been on a vegan or vegetarian diet for long enough, they look like chemo people. You've got that dude... What's his name? The ghoul-looking congressman? No, 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 no. Not the the ghoulish-looking congressman. The guy from the X-Files, what was his name? Mulder. No, what was his real name? Uh, David something? David Dahana something? I don't remember his last name. Okay, we'll just call him Mulder (laughs) from the X-Files. Yeah. Okay, he looks healthy. Some people probably want to use him as an example of, well, he proves that you can be a healthy vegan, but he's actually a special class of vegans who do it a lot better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't they eat, like, chicken and And eggs? And eggs. Called pescatarian, yes. They don't eat red meat, but they do eat Mm -hmm. some meats and fish. Yeah, so they do get some protein, 
but they don't get as much iron or as vitamin A as they ought to get, but they do get enough meat to hold them over. Yeah. Okay. Getting a little beef once in a while, they'd be even better off. Because yeah. you get your things like your iron and your vitamin A. The vitamin A in beef is vastly, I mean vastly superior to the vitamin A that you find in carrots. It's politically correct now to say, well, if you've got bad vision, you should eat some carrots because they have better carotene. No one says, well, you should eat steak because it has retinol and it's a different form of vitamin yeah, A that's, that's better for your eyes that you absorb better. But that's not politically correct. It's not politically correct. But it's so the you, truth. You can't say that. And it's one of the reasons why we're not going to win a popularity contest. Yeah. Because we're never politically correct about this stuff. Well, you can't be politically correct and be honest at the same time. You, They're you in conflict. Yeah, you can't be honest and you can't help people. No. You can either be loved and politically correct or you can actually make a difference and be hated for it. No good deed goes unpunished, does it? No. I just wanted to point out that if you come across these vegans online that say, why don't you just make this all-natural vegetarian dish for your dog and cat? Don't do it, because it's actually cruel to the it's animals. It's sick and twisted. Yes. These, these animals have lived for thousands of years on a diet of only meat. Nothing but meat. It's the way they're designed. Their bodies metabolize meat. And they don't get acidosis. They don't get any other conditions. Heck, their bodies produce their own vitamin C from meat. That's one reason why they don't eat fruits and vegetables. Yep. They can make their own vitamins from meat. We can't. Yep. Our bodies are much more complex, have much greater needs and demands. Yeah. And our diet has to be more complex. Just an interesting fact on this point is that the only animal that doesn't produce its own vitamin C is the guinea pig. And the guinea pig is also the only one that gets heart disease. Because it doesn't have vitamin C. Exactly. And, again, you know, <laughs> yeah. human beings who have lots of vitamin C and a healthy diet don't get heart disease either. Yeah. This doesn't happen. It's like your whole body. Everything is tied together. It's yeah. not just like one yeah. organ, parts, it's parts. And, yeah, it's like, that's the whole basis behind holistic medicine. It's taking into account that this is attached to this, and this other thing is attached to this, and they're all interconnected. One thing starts to fail, everything else has to try and compensate, and mm -hmm. is weakened too. Modern medicine does the parts as parts thing. You know? Well, yes. If you're having liver cancer, well, let's just rip it out and try to replace it with a transplant. There's something else that I'd like to talk about. When somebody has a serious condition or their relative has a serious condition, I've noticed that they follow this certain pattern, a lot of them do, which is where when they're thinking about alternatives and embracing alternatives, taking especially for cancer, because cancer is this one that everyone is afraid of. Oh, yeah. That sends them into the panic like nothing else. And the reason for that is actually the mainstream side effects of the mainstream medicine. Yeah, that's what's rich about it. People, when they panic about cancer, they're not really panicking at the cancer. What will happen to them once treatment begins? Yeah, exactly. They think about, you know, this throwing up, the losing their hair, the having no energy, the feeling terrible, the pain. These are all side effects... Of the medicine, the medicine. Not, not the cancer. The symptoms of the medicine are worse than the symptoms of the cancer in most cases. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yes. But anyway. There's something to be said for when you go to a doctor or somebody to get a medicine for something, the medicine makes you sicker, and then you just keep doing it over and over <laughs> and over again till you die. Yeah, I know. In any <laughs> other industry... If you kept going, taking your car to the mechanic and it got worse and worse every time yeah. you took it until, you know, your car was completely useless. Would you try to give him all your money and get special insurance so you could pay him even more? It's like the more damage to the car he did, 
the more often you took it back to him. Would you do that? Exactly. And that's what I'm saying here about the Matrix. Once you snap out of it, you really see it for how crazy it really is. Mm -hmm. Anyway, what I was getting on to was that one of the biggest fears of people is that their community will judge them badly. That they decided not to take the chemo and not to go the established orthodox way that everybody else does, and instead they decided to do something else and it didn't work. They're afraid, essentially, of everybody at their church and their local group. And don't forget Aunt Lucy. Yeah. you got to impress her. Essentially, it's saying to them, we told you so, you know, it, it, it didn't work. We were right. And that seems to be one of people's biggest concerns. And the, the alternative will fail, and then they'll look like they had something to do with their loved one dying, right? Exactly. They'll be held responsible by the community. Yeah. Here's how I look at it. If I've got someone who I'm really close to, and I know what's going to happen if they go to the mainstream medicine. We can see it all around us. We can see the chemo people. We can see the radiation people. We know that chances are they'll be dead in about five years or less. But then it's the cancer got them. Yeah. After, after seeing for five, six years, whatever, what the chemo did to them, how it destroyed their mind and body when they finally die, then it's the cancer that did it. I mean, it's like, what is going on with that? Exactly. How can they be so deluded? It's like their high priest doctor said well, it was the cancer. Then so, suddenly, reality changes to match that, too. Yes. And so but let's bring the doctor to the he's, funeral. He's the high priest. Yes. Well, they, he does come in some cases. I know. He's incredible. You'd think everybody would try to, like, beat the... Well, okay. Yeah. At the funeral, you know. Mm-hmm. What people have to really consider is, what matters more? Is it that you really did everything that you could? Which it really is alternative medicine. By the way, it's not chemo. Chemo is, is the opposite of doing everything that you can. Because you know what's going to happen. Exactly. You know what's going to fail. It never works in the long term. Yeah. With alternative medicine, you know that it's not going to make it worse. It's not going to give you these side effects. Mm-hmm. And these do work in a lot of cases. Yeah, they will most certainly improve your quality of life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, with the alternatives, the worst that's going to happen to you is nothing. They're not going to make the condition worse. They're not going to poison you. They're not going to destroy your brain. And people don't think about this, but there's such a thing as chemo brain. Most people who go through chemo and radiation, their brain is fried. Okay, I'm not going to get all technical and list medical terms for this stuff. I'm just going to call it like it is. Your brain is fried. Like the old commercial, this is your brain on drugs. This is your brain on radiation and chemo. Even if you survive the treatments, you're mentally handicapped for the rest of your life. Is it worth it? Isn't your mind important? I don't consider that a minor little organ. But the mind is a terrible thing to lose. I can't think of anything worse yeah. than having your mind ruined. And this is just Normal. business as usual. I think that a lot of people end up essentially weighing the choice is for them. Do I want the community to respect me? Or do I really want to do everything that I can do? Mm-hmm. And they need to look at it in those very simple and terms. We've had no these people call coding. us. We've had people call us about stuff like this. And the bottom line is, for most people, Sarah, looking good to the community, following that paradigm, mm-hmm. not, not rocking the boat, not looking like the rebel or the crazy person, is more important to them than the people around them that they supposedly love. Yes. And we've found that to be the case time and time again. It's shocking. We've explained to people what they needed to do. We've heard about people. We've read about this. We've seen it. People really are more concerned with making the right impression 
than they are about saving their loved ones. If they're afraid it'll make them look stupid, foolish, or crazy, they won't do it. They'll let their loved one die right in front of them horribly before they'll look stupid, crazy, or anything of the sort. I'll say this, if you have to make that decision, which you can do, and other people have done this before, and that's, don't tell anyone. Don't tell these other friends around you, because everyone has this doctor friend. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're everywhere, in every little community and clique, and everyone respects them like they're the high priest. So, what you do is you simply do the alternative methods. Mm -hmm. You don't need to start some big fundraiser, because alternative medicine, real medicine, is cheap. Mm -hmm. And it it works. And it works. And it's not necessary to get all these different groups involved. Heal yourself or your wife or whoever it is. Son or daughter or whoever. Yes. Then tell them about it if if you feel that you need to. Once it's over with, maybe. But I'd be careful, especially in the case of children. Yeah. This is something we've been over before, too, in case you haven't listened to our other shows. If you've got a child, you'd better be careful. Because once other people, including your doctor, discovers a cancer or other serious ailment, you like have to obey them. Yeah. They will have your children taken away for, as they call it, medical neglect, which means you're not murdering your child with radiation, so you go to prison, or you, in the very least, have your child taken away from you. And this is a very real concern. Again, it goes back to the, the case of you need to educate yourself as best you can. We try to help as much as we can. Mm-hmm. But you'd better be careful, and you better find help outside the system, mm-hmm. if you can, before the system takes over, because it will. Even in the case of adults who are you know, responsible, have the ability to make their own decisions, the last thing that a cancer patient needs is for lots of stress, for lots of pressure from everyone around them, telling them, this is what you should do, because this is what's approved by the FDA and the government, and this is what my oh, doctor says. No. no, I saw it on Oprah. Let me tell you about it, girl. Yeah. You know, it's total crap. Exactly. That's the last thing that they need, is to be surrounded by all these different groups telling them, you're wrong. This isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't even go there. Just mm-hmm. don't mention it. Do your own thing. Heal yourself. Get better. You will feel stronger when you start on a good plan, like, you know, bud work, for instance. I mean, it just gives you energy, regardless yeah. of cancer or not. And people need to be aware of doctors, particularly taking their children to doctors. Mm-hmm. Because the doctor may decide the choice isn't yours anymore, and they often do. Yeah, especially oncologists. They're known for that. Well, you've already gone through the treadmill by the time you get to the oncologist, usually. Mm-hmm. And you've been diagnosed. You've either been beaten into submission or, you know, child care services is threatened or so forth. A lot you know? of doctors are very vindictive when you say you don't want to follow yeah, they their are. treatment plan. Es- especially the alternative stuff. If you mention alternative, oh my gosh. It's like suddenly you have, like, crosshairs on your forehead. Enemy alert. Mm-hmm. They have to punish you and beat you down. They feel very threatened. Yeah. Well, it's something that I wanted to bring up on this show. I've been looking around on the internet at different alternative health sites, and I keep coming across nutritional yeast, which is where people take a yeast product for its nutritional benefits. This yeast allegedly has lots of nutrients and lots of minerals, and it's just wonderful for you. The problem is that, as with any yeast, it will end up killing all the bacteria in the gastrointestinal tract, Technically, Sarah, it'll kill the good bacteria, the good flora. What it'll leave behind is the candida yeast that yes, lives in the it intestinal tract. fuel that, yes. And will play hell with your immune system and your allergies. If you don't have allergies, it will cause allergies. Yeah. Severe ones. Mm-hmm. 
but all the marketing for this product just says that it's wonderful and it doesn't have any side effects or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of different sites that are endorsing this now mm-hmm. as kind of like a multivitamin almost. When we first started doing this, Sarah, I thought we were going to spend all of our time fighting the establishment because it kills so many people. Yeah. It seems like we spend more time now exposing frauds in alternative medicine than we do fighting the establishment. I guess it's because we attract the people that push this stuff. They figure they can come to us and we'll just embrace them with open arms and say, yeah, that's great, let's push you, we'll put you on our site. They always want to be on our site, featured or whatever. Well, that's what most alternative sites do. They'll come across something else that's alternative and they're like, we'll push it because it's alternative, because the mainstream... Not because it works, not because it's real, verifiable, peer-reviewed, anything like that, but just because the establishment doesn't embrace it Therefore, it must be good. Yeah. And it's really sad. It's really broken logic. It's very broken logic, but a lot of people think that way. I mean, a lot of people are just angry and burned out on the system. Well, I think when we first started out, even in alternative health, it was like a very big divide between mainstream medicine and alternative medicine. And at least I sort of looked at it as kind of a black and white type thing. And it's the more that I've been researching throughout alternative medicine the more I've been able to kind of recognize the frauds and, and the mm-hmm. good stuff and be able to separate them. There's not something that somebody can just come to alternative medicine and say, that's, that's legit and that's well, not. Finding the good stuff is the hard part. Yeah. And finding it, proving it, before we'll push anything or stand behind it in any way, we have to have seen lots and lots of information showing this is real. Is this real? This doesn't hurt anybody. It's not ridiculous. We're not putting in bioreactive toxins in someone like, like uh, yeast, yeast, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Some of these compounds, these toxic compounds you find in mold, yeast, fungus, and so forth, because they're all just cousins, they stay in the body for years. If you've been in alternative medicine, you've read up enough, you'd realize that antibiotics do this. You have like two levels of problems with your antibiotics. You have your chemical industry level stuff, you know, chemicals, fluoride, and metals like aluminum, and mercury, and you lead. name it. Lead. There's all kinds of crap in these anti, not antidepressants, uh, these antibiotics that do horrible things from the chemical industry. That's not all. You also have the bioreactive toxins in the antibiotics. These are the active ingredients, the stuff that they get from molds that nobody really understands. You see, that's the thing. You have to have something that's bioreactive inside the body, that's potent enough to kill whatever germs there are without actually finishing the person off. When you think about antibiotics, it's like chemo at a lower level. Yeah. You know, it's got to be poisonous, it's got to be harmful, but not so poisonous and so harmful that it's going to mess the person up noticeably that, you know, they'll get the lawyers involved. Yeah. So we think science has progressed, that great advancements have been made, and there have been some. The fact that you're probably listening to this show on an iPad or a computer or what have you, there's evidence there. We, we've made some real progress in science Technologically, and technology. Technologically, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, we've also deluded ourselves in a lot of ways. In some of the ways we think we've made progress, we really haven't. Pretty much every, and, and it could be every, I'm not sure, but if not every, almost every, antibiotic is based on mold. Mm-hmm. Let's just say I'm this really zealous alternative person who wants to use the alternatives because they're the alternatives, not because I know they work. You get some of those people, Sarah. It's amazing. Yeah. This is the whole foolishness of it. 
You're taking antibiotics when you take yeast. No. It's that simple. Yeast is how they make the antibiotics. Well, the way I see it is that if you're speaking to a health expert and this expert ever tells you that you should, for your health, take any sort of yeast or any sort of fungus or any sort of mushroom, which is a type of fungus, mm-hmm. for, for health benefits, that's a seriously bad sign about him you know, and his advice. I don't even know where to go with this. I just wanted to warn people that this nutritional yeast is just another yeast. It has different marketing, but it's going to hurt, especially in the long term. Long-term use of essentially antibiotics is going to have disastrous effects, like celiac disease will be one of them. Mm-hmm. Irritable bowel. Exactly. This which will lead to histamine reactions with the allergies, which will lead to migraine headaches. Um, it'll cause nutritional issues, which could eventually, over a period of years, actually lead to heart problems and so forth. I mean, the list goes on and on. Just a cascading list over, a, yeah. over a period of years. This is cascading health failure. You know, nobody ever makes the connections. If you want to be really healthy, uh, one of the most important things you can do is get rid of your candida yeast, the stuff that lives in your GI tract. Yeah, we have an article all about how to get rid of candida. Yeah, it's very good. And if you have allergies, well, they'll be gone. It's that simple. Allergies are candida, with, with no exception. You see, you have certain things out there, environmental factors, that trigger histamine reactions that everybody experiences. There's mold is, is, is one of them. Yeah. Pollen is one of them. Various other plants, dust particles, and so forth. The list is pretty long. Some people are even allergic to pets to some degree. We all have histamine reactions. The difference is, is some people don't notice the histamine reactions because the symptoms are so low scale or so mild that they don't know they have the allergies. They might as well not have them. They're, they're symptom-free, essentially. They, they can't detect it. Yeah. Even though internally, every time you're exposed to these elemental factors, the body does take a little bit of a hit. Your immune system takes a little bit of a hit. For somebody who does experience outward allergies, bad symptoms that are very noticeable, it's because their immune system is already overdriven by allergens. So that when any allergen comes into the environment with them, their body reacts violently to it because it's already overrun. It's basically you're at the line, and as soon as these other allergens come in, you're pushed suddenly, over the line. Suddenly, you've crossed the line. Red alert. You get a hyperimmune response. You get a hyperimmune response, and not only do you have these allergy symptoms, but you actually are more likely to get sick too. Yeah, your body is always stressed. Yeah, because your body is under stress. The way you live your life, the way you do your diet has a profound effect. There's a type of yeast that lives in your intestinal tract that's always at war. The bacteria that it's at war with is called flora. The flora is the good stuff. Okay, It doesn't produce any harmful things. It helps you digest your food. It helps break down your food into nutrients that your body uses. It, it aids in the digestion process. It's good stuff. But you've also got this yeast in there. There's like a, a balance of power, essentially. Mm-hmm. If the good bacteria, the flora, has the advantage, the yeast doesn't affect them much. It doesn't multiply much. It's it, kept down by the flora. It's kept down. It's totally kept down by the flora. And the person's not going to have allergies. If you have a lot of like white sugar, white flour, processed carbs, stuff in your diet, you're feeding the yeast. Yeah. It's as if if you were to take some warm water, put it in a dark spot in your house, 
and put white sugar in it and leave it. You come back in a week or two and you've got a, a new garden growing out of that jar. You do not want to breathe the fumes so that the spores coming out. You can be sure. It's like that inside the body. Give it enough sugar, enough processed carbs, enough white processed stuff that's been tainted by the chemical food industry. In, by the chemical and food industries, you could have a real problem. And most people do. This is normal. People live like this. Going yes. through allergies constantly and one illness after illness. Exactly. These constant normal. colds that people get because their body never actually gets a chance to kind of calm down. It's always living right on the edge of an illness. Like so. We've switched to whole wheat. For instance, we don't use white flour. We make our own bread. We'd certainly try to minimize the amount of yeast we use. Yeah. We certainly don't take it in supplement form, like by the spoonful every day. Okay, Just a pinch that we can get by with. We don't use the bleached white sugar. We use evaporated cane juice. Again, it's in our Candida article. If you haven't read it or don't know what we're talking about here, you really should go read it. Yeah, for a regular person who hasn't had any sort of contact with alternative medicine, if you know they were to come to alternative medicine and for the first time do the things in that Candida article to get rid of their sugars and get rid of their allergies, I think that, above anything else, will just very quickly make them a believer because it really changes your quality of life in a very big way. Well, that's how we got started, Sarah. Mm-hmm. You moved here. You started reading up on allergies because I had really bad allergies. And you came up with this like diet plan for me that I thought was just so ridiculous at the time. I was like, oh, give me a freaking break. But it worked. And it worked really fast. Like Within a week or so, the allergies that I'd been experiencing for the last 15, 20 years, they were gone in a week. And I was on my pharma cocktail at the time. My pills. Yeah. That did nothing. Well, they helped a little bit. Mostly what they did was put me to sleep. So they did is keep me asleep all the time. I stopped taking those, and of course then you did your diabetes thing where you like cured yourself. Yeah. We really couldn't deny it anymore at that point, that there's something to this stuff. Yeah. There are better alternatives. Knowing that there are better alternatives, we have to find a way to... Publicize it. Publicize that, yes. Do um. something about it. Make a difference, because people are dying right and left around us. I went to a get-together last night... We were all eating out together. It wasn't long within the first 15 minutes or so of the meal that all the older people started talking about, well, this person's dying, and that person's dying, and and this person's got cancer. Actually, they've all got cancer. You know, I've got these six people I've heard from this week. They've all got cancer. They've been told that they're probably going to die, but there's this miracle cure now, this miracle solution their doctors found, some new cutting-edge innovation establishment. And if they'll just go along with the program and just keep forking out the money, Maybe they'll get saved. And I'm sitting here listening to this stuff thinking, how many times have I heard this story? How many people aren't going to make it without the treatment, but there's a chance the new cutting-edge miracle, and I cannot believe they have the audacity to commit the blasphemy of calling what they do to people miracles. Over and over again, the same tired old story. They don't say, maybe we shouldn't believe this anymore. It's a fear tactic that they do. I mean, first they tell you that you've got cancer. The person, If the person then doesn't react with this you know, reaction of complete alarm and shock and horror, then they say, and you've got, and they give them this death sentence. They make, a, they make up a number, like you've got six months or six weeks or whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. At that point, the person really does panic, and there's the authority in front of them with all the answers. And it goes to, oh no, please help me, because I'm going to die. Exactly. And they'll do anything. And so then that person is relegated to 
dying horribly while the hospital system, whatever, takes everything they have. Yeah. Literally, they take everything. I mean, everything. They're the ones that do the killing. It's not the cancer. Oh, no. Because the people who are getting their treatment at all do better. So it's not the cancer that... It's the kills people. It's, it's the doctors and the treatments. It is and the it's treatment. these innovative, cutting edge technologies that they come out with, they which cost the most money and which generally finish them off faster. How many people do you have to see die around you like that before you wake up and say, yeah, there's something not right about this. Something isn't right. Of course, there's never any accountability. The doctor doesn't say, you got yourself into this through your lifestyle, which means you can get yourself out. Yep, to the there's, same There's method. no accountability. Cancer is just like this weird mystery ailment that just appears at random times. It's completely spontaneous. It's it's spontaneous. (laughs) It happens most in old age, but it just spontaneously happens for no reason. Yes. Completely unrelated to anything that the person has done. Well, actually, they do blame smokers. If it's lung cancer and they smoked, they'll pin it on the tobacco. But other than that, there's no cause for cancer. No. So there's, of course, no cure. It's just this mystical, spontaneous thing. No. just happens in random spots. Just random, yeah. It like picks an organ, like it has its own consciousness. Well, here's a new one. One of the stories I keep hearing now is when the patient isn't cooperative enough that the doctor will make the statement, it's spread all over your body. And that's when they throw in the theme music like, duh, you know, <laughs> yeah. and the zoom into his face. And that's one of the new ones they use. If you guys are out there and you, you hear these same stories going around, I'm sure you've heard two or three people who the cancer has just spread all over the body. So they're in real trouble. They really need the miracle treatments now. Well, the thing is, is all cancer is all over the body. You may only notice a tumor here or there, but cancer is a condition of of cellular degradation all over the body caused by acidosis, in which cells mutate into cells that drive their energy through a fermentation process, which further poisons the body and so forth. It's in the cancer report in our articles, but cancer isn't a tumor. It's really ridiculous when they say, You've got it spread all over your body. Well, of course. You do have cells all over your body. I mean, that, that's how it works. Yeah. It's kind of like the thing with the yeast we were just saying. I was like, we know how bad yeast is, and yet they're promoting yeast for health benefits. It's insanity. Yes. You know? Which reminds me, why don't you mention the yeast supplements? Yes, Sarah? I just remember that. That is really important. I want people to hear about this. Yeah. Well, we recommend that people get food-based supplements. Whenever possible. Yes. And it's, it's hard. People come to us and say, well, what do you think of Megafoods, the supplement company? Not much, huh? No. Megafood, while they may or may not be food-based, add this yeast product to their supplements or yeast use, product. use the yeast. No, Sarah. Let's, let's tell how it is. A yeast product from China. Yeah, I was getting there. Uh-huh. Um, or use this yeast to extract the nutrients from it. Okay. And then they try and push this in the same, this is a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they do all this in a factory in China. Or they factory get some of the ingredients from China and they do it here. They've a actually factory admitted in China this. with no accountability. How can you have accountability in China? I think that's the whole point. Yeah. That's how they manage to do it cheaper. They don't have to worry about regulations. I honestly find it disgusting. Although I find pretty much any company that deals with China disgusting. It's on so many levels. If the That's child right. slaves weren't enough and the poisoning is. And if they admit that they have yeast in it from China, and, and you had to call them to find out, did you, Sarah? Yeah. You to, they, they don't put it on the packaging. This contains yeast from China. Somehow they just left that off. 
Yeah, well, they have a long kind of chemical-looking name of the actual yeast bacterium. Really? They came up with a cutesy name for that? Yeah, so they have that, but it doesn't actually say the word yeast anywhere. And it certainly doesn't say the word China anywhere. Mm -hmm. So you have to, to have an investigator, right, to really know what's in your supplement? Yeah. That screams dishonesty. They're trying to conceal it. Well, they don't want to put from China on the package because they know that no one would buy it, and that's exactly the point. Mm -hmm. Not only do they try to hide the ingredient that's in it, but they hide the fact that the ingredient comes from China. Yeah. So, Sarah, what do you picture the yeast factory is like inside? Can you imagine the spacesuits that everyone's wearing? They would have to wear spacesuits, because if you were to breathe the spores, the spores coming off of that stuff, the yeast you get at the grocery store for your bread and stuff, it's kind of dead. There's no spores coming out of it. I don't even know what kind of process they go through to get it like that. In the factory where they're creating it, this place in China, they're growing this stuff. They're producing it by growing it, meaning it's thriving and alive and putting stuff off, gases and spores off into the air. You would have to have spacesuits. Yeah. Or they could just maybe send their child slaves in, you know, the ones... Well, that's true. I mean, yeah. they do do that. That's why, you know, all the light bulbs now be made in China, because... They can have the child slaves work with the mercury. Exactly. Whereas here... We actually have regulations that, you know... To protect the workers from that stuff. Yeah. Oh, just in case anybody doesn't know, if you ever bust one of these so-called energy-efficient light bulbs... The yeah, the corkscrew. Type, mm-hmm. Yeah, the corkscrew type, evacuate the building. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it will put off mercury gas. And if you think we're being crazy and paranoid... Don't take our word for it. Go get a box of them from the retail store. Look at the fine print on the box. It spells out, please evacuate the building immediately if a bulb is broken. It actually says on the packaging. So this is not just us being crazy and paranoid. Oh, yeah. The EPA specifically recommends it. And somehow you're supposed to actually run out of your house and open the doors and windows at the same time. At the same time, without breathing. Yes. Hope you can hold your breath. Well, that's not to mention the radiation that comes off of them, but we've... That's sort of another topic we've beaten. Yes. Yeah, isn't it? Yes. We get a lot of reports of people who have been killed by the medical establishment, who otherwise would have lived long, probably healthy lives. Yeah, we actually get phone calls about it. Yeah. The particular story that I want to share is actually about Andrea's grandmother. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's my wife. That's like Mrs. Tom. Yeah. Oh, back to the grandmother. She made the mistake of going to the doctor for routine checkup, and they discovered that she had an enlarged kidney. So they did their usual tests. For instance, they test for cancer, and they couldn't find any cancer. So, naturally, they went through surgery, removed the kidney, removed the part of the bladder, and some of the intestines, because they were all inflamed. Yeah, parts is parts. I mean, it looks a little red. Let's just rip it out, right? Seriously, they actually removed a kidney, part of the bladder, and some of the intestines because of inflammation. They noticed the kidney was enlarged, but when they got in, they thought, hmm. That looks swollen, this too. This looks a little red, too. Let's let's take it out. Yeah. I mean, what's she doing with it anyway, right? <laughs> now, the surgeons made a mistake sewing up the intestines, and so she had an internal leak and had to be kept on a feeding tube. No, that's gross. She had a an intestinal leak. Yes. After the Brzezinski show, we're not going to, like, Go there, are we? No, we're not. not even. Yeah. Okay. So she had to have another surgery six months later to fix the leak that they caused. Of course, they charged her for this too. You mean they didn't give it to her for free? 
after, like, doing that to her. That's good business, Thomas. <laughs> when she finally healed up from all of this butchery, remember, the kidney's gone, part of the intestines are gone, part of the bladder has been removed. When she finally healed up from all of that, she found a lump on her breast. How about that? I'm what? sure that had nothing to do with all the different chemicals the different that they gave her. The different poisons and the, the uh, scans and the radiation and stuff. Uh-huh. Probably had nothing to do with that. So. Well, I imagine she was getting mammograms on top of it all, Sarah. Yeah, she was taking routine checkups. Yeah, I mean, and she was After all, I mean, Oprah says, you know, you need your mammogram, right? Yeah, and what more mm-hmm. reliable source is there? So then she went through chemo after kidney problems. The poisons destroyed her body so much that then she ended up with anemia. I mean, essentially, her blood was breaking down at this point. It wasn't... She couldn't produce blood properly anymore. Yes. Then, she had a stroke when a blood clot went to her brain. Now, how about that, Sarah? After all this, then she gets a stroke. Now, the interesting thing is... It probably all happened in a very short period of time, I imagine, too. Uh-huh. And all in with a year, just suddenly... Exactly. All you know, this mm-hmm. cascading failure of body systems just mm-hmm. started after all the helps that she got. Of course, the doctors didn't say, oh, well, this was our fault because we started removing your organs and poisoning you. Instead, they blamed her husband for the stroke. Yeah, let me take it. Okay. After it was all over with, none of the doctors or surgeons involved took any accountability, said, we messed up. In fact, they went so far as to relinquish any blame or credit for what happened to this woman that they found a way to blame it on her husband. Her grieving husband. Her grieving husband. That it was his fault. And I'm not making this up. This is actually what the doctors said. This is the story they came up with. The night before her stroke, they were at an event. I think it was a wedding or something. Mm -hmm. Together. And while there, before dancing, the husband went up to her and slapped her on the rear. You know, the fanny slap that husbands sometimes do and... Sometimes even non-husbands do. <laughs> but according to the doctors and their story, he slapped her on the rear so hard that it caused a major shock wave in her body and triggered a blood clot. That was the official story. It caused the blood clot to dislodge, actually. That's right. There was a blood clot somewhere. The shock wave of it caused the blood clot to dislocate and move to her brain and finish her off. Yes. Of course, the multiple surgeries and the drugs and the hospital visits and the radiation and the various scans, none of that had anything to do with the blood clot. Oh, no. It was just that one slap on the rear that night before. That Could must, have happened at any point, right? Yeah. It must have been that slap on the rear that did it. Mm-hmm. And they know that somehow. So after it was all over with, they told the grieving husband that it's your fault. You murdered her with your slap to the rear. It's despicable. It is absolutely despicable and disgusting, and this is normal behavior. Yes. It's amazing we're not up in arms. I mean, it really is. But it's the same way in the world of politics. No matter how ridiculous it gets, no matter how obvious it gets that it's all a sideshow to make us think that we're free and that we have choices, people just keep coming back again. Let's vote. Let's vote. Maybe we'll make a difference if we vote. As if the vote actually mattered. Uh-huh. As if there weren't like 30-something levels between them and their ability to vote. Whether it be the electoral college or the unaudible black box voting machines, which are controlled for a central location, or the fact that the candidates were chosen ahead of time for us, 
whether we like it or not, by the same elitist banking clans that basically run the world, and so forth and so forth. People keep going out for more. It's like we, we, can, we can turn everything around. We're, we're just, just one election away from just fixing one, everything. Oh, yeah, we could fix it if we just vote the right man in. Yeah. It's total insanity. But it's the same way with medicine. It's like, how many friends and family has something like this happened to? And why are you still going back? There's a definition of insanity. It's, it's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You're not going to get a different result with the same behavior. You're always going to have the same cause and effect. All right, Sarah. Well, I think that's enough for one show. People may be getting tired of us. <laughs> I can't imagine. So didn't you have a few things you were going to say to end this show up? I did. Those that have listened all the way through this show will have heard in our commercial interlude earlier that there are ways that you can support us. But there are also ways to support us without giving us any money. For instance, you can tell your friends and family about us. You can list us in your email signature. You can link to us on your website or your blog. You can sign up to our mailing list and start discussions there. There are lots of ways you can actually help us without it actually costing you anything. We don't have a big marketing budget to get the word out to other people, Mm -hmm. so we rely on you to pass it around to your friends and whoever you know. We do a lot of work to try to separate the good from the bad, the truth from the fiction. Yeah. And we could use your help. We could. And again, as usual, if you need to call us, feel free to do so. Yeah, our line is like always open. There's no good hour or bad hour to call. Our schedule changes from week to week. So if you want to call us, just call us. It doesn't matter what time it is. If we're too tired to answer, then we won't answer. You'll get a voicemail and we'll probably call you back. (laughs) Yeah. We're very flexible. Very flexible. Give us a ring. Let us know you're out there. We know we could use more friends. It certainly could. All right, well. This is Sarah signing off. And this is Thomas. I guess this is Toodaloo. See ya.